Mark Strauss coming up in a little bit. We're going to talk about net neutrality. Coach, do you know about net neutrality? What What do you know about net neutrality? It's a big deal. I didn't yeah. know it was still being talked about at length. At one point in time, it was all people could talk about. and It's, uh, it, it's we should all have the same rights. Yeah, right? basically <laughs> saying that net neutrality means that no matter what, everybody uses the same lane. Mm-hmm. And, and, and The that, same speed limit, you know. Is that what's happening to Parler right now? No. What, 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 what's well, they're, they're, they're out, net neutrality would be it would be like tuning down like you can't watch stuff as fast as he can right like your Netflix is running faster than your right with if, oh, if, if okay. without with oh, I can't remember which way it is with or without net neutrality one of the ways is like if you're a, a, a subscriber to Comcast and Xfinity for internet right. it's faster to watch shows on Peacock their streaming device than it is to watch on Netflix. It can throttle you down without penalty. Like your cell phone is. Yeah. They can do that. They are yeah. doing that, yeah. So. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, it's it is bad. bad. So, all right, we'll, we'll check in with Mark Strauss. I don't know if he's in uh, he's still in Colorado or maybe, maybe. he's back. I, I can't remember. Our boy Chucky's out there in Colorado right now. Hitting he's those still on slopes. the left. <laughs> he's stoned out of his mind, having a blast. <laughs> legally, I love legally. It. <laughs> yeah, he technically, he bought it legally. He's not. He's I bet. Not I bet Chuck in Colorado is like one of those videos where the golden retriever gets like the bucket of tennis balls <laughs> for this. You know what I mean? What? <laughs> doesn't know what to do. Just doesn't even know what. Where do I go first? <laughs> Overwhelmed. Gummies? What? Chocolates? What? Yeah. what vapes? Yeah, they got it all. I wonder who's yeah. taking care of these eggs because they got to be building up. Who's the egg man? Well, that's a good point. Why don't you go who's by? Watch, who's watching? Chuck? Go by. Let the dogs. Out. I think you got it. I think you got a license plate that says Eggman. Cuckoo, <laughs> I'm Chuck the Drum Slut, the Eggman. <laughs> hey, uh, in the world of uh, sports, uh, just real quick, uh, the NFL announced they're going to have the first female official in the Super Bowl. Did you see that? I did. You knew it was going to happen. And and you know her, right, Sarah? I know of her. Sarah, I don't know her personally, but you Thomas. knew she was. You if you. Starting this season, I could have told you she was going to be in that crew. There's no way they leave her out. They call them for being sexist if they didn't put her on there. Hmm. Even though you're supposed to be judged on your performance, I, that's what I was going to ask you. Is she qualified to be on the Super Bowl roster? Doesn't make a difference. She's I'm asking you. I'm yeah, asking I don't, you. I don't. I, don't see, I haven't seen their NFL ratings. Some say yeah. I, I just disagree. And this comes from my. This is my dad's theory, and he did it for a long time. So when he moved to Florida, they in Pennsylvania referees were crews. So you work together, you learn. Like, you know, could you imagine having a different person every single day? You wouldn't be as good as you would if you worked with the same person every day. Sure. So down in Florida, they go by ratings for big games and bring in a crew for a championship game, like a Super Bowl that's never worked together. They're going to bring five officials in to work that's never done a game before together as a crew. That doesn't make sense to me. You just, you develop a way to do games. It just doesn't seem like it's very good for... Uh, I don't know, Unity or something like that. W-O-C-M. Selbyville, Ocean City, Riviera Maya, Cancun, Mexico. You're listening to the best of rock online at Ocean98.com. All right. It, 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 who keeps messing with this thing? It seems to me like every single week when I get this to the Mark Strauss intro, somebody messes with it. <laughs> Guys. Don't blame me. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another Tech Bite with Mark Strauss. And now, Mark Strauss. Yeah, that's who it is, Mr. Mark Strauss. Good morning, sir. 
Good morning, guys. How are you? Good. Are you still on the slopes? Yes. In fact, this week, yes. I have tried out for the very first time. I bought my own pair of skis, and so did my wife, and we broke in our new pair of skis on this trip. Wait, and it's you, been you, awesome. you, you never had your own skis? What? I've always had ski boots, but I have been renting for years because of the hassle of, uh, you know, yeah. basically transporting them all over the place. And now I discovered a service that I can actually leave my skis and they will transport them for me, which then allows me to ski more often because you can just say, hey, I want to go to this place for a weekend. The skis will show up. Well, now, now listen, I mean, I, I get it and all that stuff, but don't you find it like when you go to the places like anywhere in Colorado where you're skiing, that you get the best equipment possible when you go to the rental? It's the newest and latest and greatest? You know what? I wish that was the case, but my first day, uh, my first demo rentals paying for premium price were the worst pair of oh. wooden sticks I'd ever Interesting. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> weird. I always, I always heard that, I mean, I always felt that way, too, that you, you just get the best stuff because they want to test them all out. I don't know. What, well, what? you do sometimes, but this is the problem, and I'm going to tell you what the problem about renting skis is. For most people, if you're if you're a beginner, no problem. Rent. If you're if you're a medium skier, okay. But when you start to become a really good skier, the problem is the even the demos have been through a bit of hell before you get them most of the time, and you're not sure if they're exactly the right ski for you. Remember, they're not going to have a rental and a demo for every single size of human being, so you're usually getting a compromise. So when you finally ski on a ski that is perfect for your size and weight and actually for your level, it is such a privilege. It is so different. Now, so, how um, how did you know to find that out, though? Like, did you have to try them out first? Yes, I've actually tried out, and this is one thing I've been doing, Bulldog. I've tried out probably over 20 different skis before I chose a pair. Oh, and, okay. you know, gotcha. and, you know, and, and you really find that pair that feels good. And then I, rent, and then I skied on it, and then I bought the, that version of that ski, and I'm super happy. All right, go what ahead. Brand? Promote it. Yeah, what what did you get? Uh, Stokel. 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 Which is, a, which, is a, which is a Swiss brand, and I might have said that incorrectly, but it's a Swiss brand. Okay. Okay, I've never heard of that. And then I'm using Shorefoot ski boots that were custom-made, and those were the best purchase that I had ever made. Some people don't like them, but that's when they inject the foam into your foot area and they actually basically create a catacomb for your feet and your feet go in there and they're all snug and i can okay. ski really well with those boots now I, I think you're talking about stoke lee not stoke, stoke lee thank stoke you stoke lee skis is what i'm looking at okay well i mean the guy in the so, picture looks like he knows what he's doing now which ones did you get the the laser wrts the uh storm riders the edge what'd you get um, I got the, the pretty much the edge and okay. 88s and, um, oh, they are, and there are more narrow, there are more narrow ski gauge and I prefer to actually ski on a narrow ski as opposed to a wider ski. So for example, okay. there are skis that are wider for powder and then the narrower you are, it's better for uh, worse conditions. And unfortunately in Colorado today, we have less than desirable conditions. So I bought an overall, uh, an overall ski that could ski on all conditions. Oh, hey, well, okay, but you're edge. not, you're not in Breck, in Breck, are you on Breckenridge <laughs> this time? 
No, Beaver that's Creek. Was okay, bad. that's what I thought you went to. Because nice. our buddy uh, Chuck, uh, just in case you're wondering, uh, one of our listeners, he's out in Breckenridge, and if you're looking for weed, he bought it all, so you can't get any. Okay. You need to go yeah, by the liquor store buy a T-shirt. A terrible though. problem with weed here that Breckenridge had bought it all. Yeah, yeah. The Beaver Creekers were really kind of bummed out. Yep, Chuck has it. Yeah. All right. So, but seriously, yeah. we've got a cool subject today, and it's not actually going to. It could be really negative, but net neutrality, and I loved it because I think Al was talking about it just before I came on the air, and Al, you got it right. No, I was coach. Wait, wait, wait. That was, that that was, was right. It was me. coach. No. Yeah. Uh-uh. Oh. oh. Yeah. All right. Well, nevertheless, mm-hmm. net neutrality. Um, and it's true goal. And my edge today is it's about information dominance. And, you know, we had net neutrality up to 2017. And this was after um, Google and a lot of high tech companies basically uh, asked the Obama administration to basically give them um, a new way of looking at the Internet. And if you can appreciate, we have two wires coming into our house. Today, that wire is usually one wire, but it's separated into two separate segments. One is for cable, and one is for data. And what net neutrality was about was to make sure that both of those cables became literally the same cable. And then in 2017, the Trump administration decided to abandon net neutrality. And a lot of people said it was the end of the Internet, and um, we went back to the way it was. And you're going to probably want to know why is Mark in 2021 talking about net neutrality that actually was abandoned in 2017. Well, I'm talking about it today because actually this is a fascinating subject that really should be discussed because the ISPs were threatened in 2015 by all of the big tech companies that they were going to censor the world, that they were going to throttle Netflix and throttle any form of content that they personally didn't own, that the ISP, that is the people that provide you the Internet, would actually slow it down. So all the big players said, like Google and Apple and Facebook and and Twitter, hey, listen, we want to make sure that we never get throttled and also, the small guy was saying, hey, we don't want to be throttled neither. We want to be able to have access to the Internet. And so all of these players got together and they said, tell you what, we're going to make net neutrality. The problem was that all came out of a spin room. Net neutrality is nothing about fairness. Net neutrality is really about a complete misrepresentation of the Internet. And what we really need is a bill of Internet rights. And I wanted to suggest to everyone today, with our new administration being sworn in, that the number one thing the Internet needs is really access for all. You can't have different lanes and give different corporations access to different speeds if you really want a true Internet. But then you can't force net neutrality in which you basically then also allow the dominant players to also rule the Internet. Because the idea of net neutrality was, well, now we will make one ban for this person and one ban for that person. So if you are streaming movies, you get the fast speed. But if you are the little startup, you get the regular Internet. That doesn't work neither. So the Trump administration came around and said, 
No, 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 no. Let's go back to before that and just make it a free-for-all. But guess what? We never expected that the companies complaining that they would be throttled would end up throttling people because it was the social media companies that were complaining that it ended up taking Parler offline. So my suggestion to everyone is that we really need to come to a whole new era of Internet and of freedom. If we really want freedom on the Internet, we need an Internet Bill of Rights in which we actually ask our politicians and our ISPs, the people providing us the Internet, and all the social media companies and everyone involved in the Internet, peace out. We really do want freedom, and we really do want all information to be treated the same And if you are a bigger player like Netflix and you use more bandwidth, you should pay for it. Because if you're given a free ride as Netflix, what it also means is then who is building the infrastructure? So my question is, should a semi-truck on the freeway get free gas because it's bringing in goods compared to you, the consumer who's driving your little car? No, you pay for the gas that you use. And so in net neutrality, these companies were basically saying, we want it all for free. But these beautiful free companies have turned around, and now they've applied maximum censorship. So everyone, please, who's listening to me, don't buy into the term net neutrality. It's totally false. Buy into the Bill of Rights for the Internet. Buy into freedom of the Internet. And also, if you are high usage of the Internet, including, you know, FM 98.1, you guys use the Internet. If you're using more bandwidth than someone else, you should pay for it. And that is how you keep the Internet free, because bandwidth is your success, your success you should pay for. That's my humble opinion, and that is my tech bite for today. How is the difference in Internet uh, with Europe and America, like the rules and regulations? I always hear it's better there than here. Well, I wouldn't say it's better. Um, I would say what has happened in Europe was they were much more sensible about censorship and freedom, and they forced every website to basically um, basically uh, be honest about actually tracking you, and they demanded an honesty of the Internet. There are some things in Europe I don't like. For example, governments in Europe definitely have hooks into all the ISPs, and they're very proud of it. They're very intrusive on a security level. But the freedom, the idea that sites have to um, basically explain what they're tracking, I believe was an incredibly important move that Europe made, and it is forcing America to come along. We definitely need new rules. All right. It definitely sounds like it. All right. Strauss for president. <laughs> I pass. Yeah, I, I guess he would. He doesn't know. He's got his own party, the Strauss yeah. party. All right. Mark Strauss. Hey, enjoy, enjoy the slopes. Enjoy the slopes. Enjoy your uh, Skokleys. Yeah. And enjoy the, the fresh powder and all the good stuff out there. Do a Daffy today. Thank you. All Absolutely. Right. And, <laughs> I, and I wish the same for you all. And speak to you guys next week. Look See forward to it, Mark. Thanks, buddy. Take care. Bye, guys. Bye. Mark Strauss right there.